1: And now a word from our sponsors. Yes, we got sponsors. First up. Foo Wax. The best wax in the game.
0: This stuff is so sticky and grippy, you'll never slip off your stick again. Ever. Ever. Again. So go to your local surf shop. And, and make sure they carry And If they don't. Demand it. Demand it. You'll be stoked. Try it out. Our next sponsor, Bonsai Bowls.
1: Thank you, sponsors. Thank you. Friends and family, brothers and sisters, welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. Yeah, welcome, you guys. We
0: got an awesome guest this week. He's an Aussie. He's a super sty- stylish powerhouse surfer that dominated magazines and billabong surf movies. Um, and he's a big bloke and an awesome dude. Welcome, Margot Brendan, Margot Margison. Thank you. Thank
2: you. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, boys. Thanks for having me, Chucky. Thanks, Jay. Stoked to be a part of it.
1: Dude, cool. um, I think you were probably the original free surfer.
2: No? Um, one of them before. <laughs> yeah. I think I was. like, Well, you know, there's obviously a lot before me, but I think I was one of the first guys recognized and actually got paid to go surfing. Yeah, so, man. I part of career for, um, you know, free surfers. Yeah.
0: Getting, yeah, getting paid is the key part because there's lots of free surfers. Everybody claims to be a free surfer, but, you know, getting that paycheck <laughs> and doing it, hats off to you, buddy.
2: Well, very lucky.
1: So, so Brendan, Margo, we're going to start at the beating like we always do. So tell us how you got into yeah. surfing.
2: Yeah. Uh, surfing was just a natural progression, I guess, since my dad was a surfer. Um, he moved from Sydney to Byron Bay, like fortunate enough for me when I was five years old and he just dragged me in the water um yeah so from a very early age I was at the beach you know got on a bodyboard then all of a sudden I was on a surfboard and there was where where I grew up By and there was always no matter what wind direction was blowing there was somewhere to surf so me and my friends from school we just uh after school, it was just always somewhere to surf in town. And, yeah. Yeah, just started at a very early age.
1: How old were you, you think? Like six, seven?
2: Uh, look, yeah, I think when I was about eight or nine, I was like, I surfed for a little bit. I could stand up. Um, you know, I was in the swimming club, so I was always in the water. I was in the yeah. like, surf club. So I was very beach orientated at a very early age. Yeah. But after I started surfing, I went into a bodyboard for a year and a half. What? Because, like, well, yeah, because I just wanted to pull in to close out barrels. I just wanted to get barreled. I was like,
1: Ooh. Were you were you a pretty big kid then too? Like, were you a big kid?
2: I was a tall guy at a very early age. Yeah, front um, sort of caught up to me after that. But yeah, I'm right on six foot. I'm tall, but I think like the guys like the Geordie Smiths and I don't know, I think oh, there's a eight, tall eight, guys eight. out there that are yeah. super tall, like yeah. make me look yeah. short. Yeah, so you're six foot. Yeah, right wow. on six foot.
1: Cool, because I mean, but, throughout the years, you look like you were six five, six six. Everyone's no,
2: six six. Everyone's big Funny when I meet everybody, they're like, oh, "I thought you're taller." Like, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> really? Sorry." <laughs> Sorry about that. So, yeah,
0: how, was your you let the surfing the talking?
1: Was your dad <laughs> a, a a ripper, or was he like um, a recreational recreational surfer?
2: He was a recreational surfer. He. He surfed very good. He had a beautiful style and he had a dig. He charged, but he was just um, surfed for the love of it. Yeah, um, as, awesome. As we still do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Was your dad a hippie or was he uh
2: <laughs> <laughs> He was uh, not really. Yeah. Uh, just a surf Nazi. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, he wasn't really a hippie. Nah. Nice. You? Did you, you have any uh, siblings? <laughs> Sorry, Jack. Any bro- brothers or sisters? I got a younger sister. Oh, she's three years younger. She she's uh, she still surfs today. She probably surfs more than me now.
1: Nice, um,
2: wow. Yeah, she's just lives uh, south of Byron. Gets out in the water. Just writes, still rides a short.
1: The spirit of performance is what defines Acura, and now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet.
3: The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favourite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate.
2: Board, sometimes a longboard. And yes, yeah, she can hold her own in the ocean. Nice. Are you, yeah. are you still living in Byron now? No, I live on the Gold Coast now, Jay. So I'm now on the North and it's wow. across to world uh, yeah but yeah i live here is just like 300 meters away but it's it's only small today yeah yeah so awesome.
1: so you got into bodyboarding were you you got
2: well, that's well, that's uh
1: that's funny you know, i don't
2: want to you know tell anyone too much about that information about being a bodyboarder. <laughs> <laughs> no just we all did young, it. it
1: we all did it though
2: we all did it yeah i was uh yeah, eight, nine or 10 years old and just, yeah, there's this, it was a closeout out front of where I lived and it was just barreling and I just wanted to get barreled. So I rode a bodyboard there for a while. But um, yeah, you know what I mean? Surfing yeah. wasn't everything when I was young. I, was, I didn't know it was going to be like a, you know.
1: Took over your surf. life, huh?
2: So, yeah, so just so, being a typical grommet.
1: Yeah. So so uh, was there a couple friends that were like, hey, dude, you got to stop bodyboarding. You got to, you got to get on a real board.
2: Yeah, I think at one stage, the waves were actually pumping the surf, and I was out there on my bodyboard, and they go, what are you doing? Yeah. And I went, yeah, you're right, I should be on my surfboard. <laughs> so did well, you... Well, Byron,
0: Byron Bay had a lot of, like, I mean, waves all over, like you said, lots of options, but they had a good, um like, bay for beginners and stuff. You didn't just have to go out to, like, Barrel and Shorebreak to learn,
2: right? No, hundred yeah, no, that's... That was the best thing about Byron, and I guess that's why it's so popular today. It's um, there's that many variety of waves there. You know, it's a yeah. good spot to begin to surf, um, and it, it caters for everybody.
1: Yeah. So did you cool. uh, did you and your friends start surfing uh, local competition?
2: Yeah. Well, the local board riders club, um, I know, you know, was pretty strong. We had a professional surfer uh, in the town. His name was Gary Templey. Not sure if you heard of him. He, I think he did really good in the stubbies one year. Uh, he was a very powerful, well-respected guy in the area. Um, but my generation of surfers coming up, uh, they were hot. There was a lot of really good surfers my age and a little bit older. And I was a little bit behind the eight ball of everyone else. Like was Everyone was way better than me. But yeah. It just it made it pushed me harder and harder and harder, you know, yeah, to get further. But yeah, but there was a the local board riders, there's a couple little contests, um, and then I surfed in the regional titles, all the state titles, and the Aussie titles. Yeah, um, so yeah, I I was a very I did a lot of competition. You know, I wanted to be a. You know, at an early age, I wanted to be a professional surfer. I wanted to be world champion, just like yeah. every other kid dreams to be. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So um, I I did a lot of local contests in early age. Yeah.
1: Did Did you do pretty well? Like, did you Did you win some?
2: Uh, I did okay. I yeah, the regionals. Yeah, I I, I had a few results. Nice. Um, I actually got to you know made regionals. I made state team. Um, I got third in the Aussies and I got a bunch of the world titles in I think 1990. And I got third in the worlds. That's um, awesome. And that's when everything I sort of got. Well, Margo can surf contest, sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so so he yeah. might get some free surfer. He made some heats. Come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, when you started doing contests, well, first off, I wanted to see like who do you remember the guys that you looked up to? who were a little bit older than you and then the other guys that you were surfing up against?
2: Yeah, there's a lot of guys. uh, Yeah, who's your rivalry? The rivalry back then, it was sort of more local guys. It wasn't more of a national guy, but there was a guy, I'm not sure if you remember, Jay, a guy called Craig Holly. Craig Holly? Craig Holly, yeah, he was one of my best friends, but he was like one of the local rippers. He was from the next town down south, Atlantic's head. Uh, a guy called Steve Smith. There was a guy Rod Anderson, Sasha Slade. Um, they were all the hot, hot guys at the time that I wanted to to beat. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. So who was but that then? Oh, go ahead.
2: No. Uh, yeah. So, so I don't know. All of a sudden, there was Shane Powell down a Vocal. Oh, wow. Yeah. Marcus Brabrant. Uh, there's a lot of guys nationally. At the time, they were just like, wow. Well, Nicky Wood, I thought he was a lot older, but he was only like two or three years older. Yeah. And then all but the he was 16 and winning Bells. And it's like, Are you kidding me? Like, wow. He was a wonder but, kid, I mean, right?
0: Two, but but two or three years difference back when you're, you know, in the teenage years is huge. Like,
2: that's it's a big huge. gap. Yeah. I know. It's bizarre. So, yeah. And it's funny now that, it, you know, like, look at Oki. He's only, what, he's born in 66. So I was born in 72. So, that age gap now when you're older in your 40s, it's like it's not, much, not that much at all. But as it grommet, it seemed massive.
1: Yeah, massive, yeah.
2: Do you, so, remember, do you remember what board you, uh, your first board like you got or learned on? First board, my dad? Yeah, oh, I did. It was a, a jet surf board shaped by a local legend. His name is Dennis Anderson. So it was a, I think it was a long board being all the fiberglass cut off and reshaped into like a little five foot pintail thing. Um, it was pretty rad board. I actually got a photo of it. Um, it's pretty pretty cool. It had the sickest 70s spray on it, even though it's late 80s. But um, yeah, that board was, I wish I still had it today. It was yeah, a gem. We, all, we
0: all wish we had kept a couple of mementos for sure.
2: Oh, wouldn't it be good? But well, uh,
0: yeah. Was it a single fan? Like, was it a trimmed down
2: like, single it- fin? No, it was a yeah, it was a trimmed trimmed down long bullet, but it was a thruster, and it, I mean, it had a rat nip in it into a pintail. So I think I was like twelve years old when I had that board. Right? Like, yeah. Was pretty-
0: nice. And then what 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 was like the like your your kind of stage of getting sponsored? Like you're doing the the board riders, local events. Like was there was there a local shop you hung out with and got sponsored at first? Or yeah, no idea. Yeah
2: like I said, I was a bit of a late bloomer with my surfing. Um, everyone was like, let got sponsored before I did. I was, like, Man, I was so jealous. <laughs> but, uh, it's a big deal. It's a yeah. big deal when you're a kid.
1: <laughs> like, yeah.
2: But I, uh, got sponsored by a, a mad dog surfboards. Oh yeah. Which is, uh, mad dogs in Byron. Yeah, they were big. So Mark Plato is a shaper, fantastic shaper, good bloke. Um, Sponsored me, and right when my surfing got to a, a, I don't know, became I know, I'm good I guess, a bit humble I don't want to say I was (laughs) ripping, but yeah, and um, he made me a quiver of boards, and then we worked close together. And uh, if it wasn't for Mark Waiter, he taught me about board design and worked closely, you know, obviously um, shaped boards that suited my style, and. Yeah, uh, that's where it all began, really, on Mad Dogs. That's when I got sponsored by Billabong and everything just moved forward from yeah. there.
1: So tell us about that, um, how you got connected with Billabong. Who who approached you or did you approach them? Yeah. Did you have to do a resume?
0: Yeah, who's a team manager or how'd that work?
2: Yeah, no, well, it's pretty funny. Uh, once I got sponsored by Mad Dog, I started doing the uh, was the Billabong Junior Series. as local junior events around nationally around Australia um and I was rip actually gave me a few free wetsuits at the got time it. um when I started so I was stoked but by the end of the first year of the doing the junior tour Billabong juniors um the team manager hit me up and uh asked if I wanted to ride to billabong and you know I got a few results I got to the semis a couple of times I might have got to one final I was never winning but uh yeah uh vince lauder from billabong um asked if i wanted to ride but Billabong and i was like i was frothing yeah yeah.
1: that's one of the best brands uh ever in the industry and and back then man back in the day it was and then
2: it was only about a year oh six months later um which is sort of the biggest turning point was uh barry was meant to go to wa to film with oki the green iguana and uh, something happened to munger i think he got injured or i can't quite remember what happened but um and then vince Lauder rang me up and goes Brennan, we need you to go to wa to shoot with jack mccoy with Oki up in the desert and i was like yep yeah, Oki, what really are you kidding me like and she, yeah it's just this little grom you know still an 18 year old kid from byron bay um And just next minute I was on a plane flying to Perth and caught up with my idol, Ock, and obviously Jack McCoy. And then that was the beginning of um, where I got a name for myself, really. Yeah. Yeah. But it was awesome. Jack and Ock were fantastic. Like, you know. But at the same time, I knew I had a golden opportunity and I really made the most of it. I'd spend did everything what Jack said, spend all those hours in the water shooting yeah. and trying to charge, pulling the barrels. And yeah, it was, um, the waves of pumping and everything just sort of fell into place.
1: Yeah, that's incredible. So, mm. um, going back, so you were 18 years old. Was that your first time to West Oh.
2: My first what, Jay?
1: Larson so your seems like First it. time to West Oz or,
0: or you compete or go over there for other trips?
2: No, that was no. my first, actually, it wasn't, my my parents traveled a lot too when I was younger. So they drove to Western Australia um, about two years previous to that. So we did a road trip to Western Australia. Um, yeah, it surfed with my parents, oh, my dad, you know, through South Australia to Western Australia. So I did have been there before, but not up to the desert, up to the Northwest. So yeah, yeah first time up there.
1: That's incredible. So you were 18 years old that was that your first like video surf trip yeah
2: it was it was my first anything trip with yeah it was the first trip i did as a you know as editorial as well so yeah was the beginning of of it all when it snowballed after that um jack wanted me on every trip so after that trip i guess he was stoked
1: so Mm. go back go back right like how did they pick you? Cuz Mungaberry Mungaberry had to been pretty like up there, right? Like top tier Australian surfer. And then 100%, Yeah. And and you were not to say you're a no name, but
2: no one knew that's, who you you're, were, you know, Grom. Yeah. yeah. I was, that's exactly right. Um blowing away like Munga was the man. He was the star, like yeah. he was my heart, obviously, everyone's idol. He was killing it at the time. And I guess they're hard up to look for someone. um, (laughs) But I think at the time, I had a little underground name about my, You I had an underground name, so um, they just uh, saw a little opportunity. I guess it was either going to work or it wasn't going to work, and it paid off and it worked. So they were after someone younger, a young kid coming up, and I was the guy. I was that guy at the right place at the right time yeah. so, so were, you, were already, you
0: already were you already charging like barrels and stuff were you like they knew you you were gonna like show up and and take off and and pull in and, and
2: I, yeah i guess well it's funny because i well, it didn't really come from a big wave spot really yeah. um yeah i think it was a bit of a risk i think that is i had i guess a bit of a unique style it was you know smooth surface sort of yeah. thing and they just and, yeah, but I didn't think they realized the waves were going to be as big as what they were um, in WA when we shot the section. And I sort of, I didn't realize I'd have a dig too. <laughs> yeah. So, but, uh, so, yeah.
1: so um, I'm not trying to like make you look like you were no one, but you were, it's crazy yeah. because Munga, he was in magazines. He was already in on the main yeah. stage, right? Like. Was uh was that out of him dropping in at sunset like almost going over the falls right? That was already 100%. out right.
2: Hundred percent. Bunker was the man.
1: What's what's crazy but, is uh the I'm, the the point I'm trying to make is like wow mm-hmm. like how lucky you were to get called out out of thousands of kids that probably rode for or hundreds of kids that rode for Billabong right
2: that's exactly right
1: and did you were you getting shots in the mag already too or not yet
2: Uh, i think i just i did do a trip to hawaii actually i remember um previous so i did have a you know i worked at a local cafe and saved up and paid my own trip to go to hawaii wow that's um, awesome three months before that trip or something something like that It was a long time ago yeah But um, I think I did start to get a little bit of an underground name, and like I said, there was hundreds of kids they could have chosen, and they chose me. Yeah. Um, So uh, did you? This
0: kid went to Hawaii in charge. We're going to take him with us
2: for sure. Possibly. Maybe working in that cafe was the best thing I did. Was um, you know getting myself to Hawaii and uh, yeah, you know I I did love the bigger waves at the time. So
0: yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good to hear. And for even for kids and people listening, like, you know, you got to do whatever it takes to, to get on that trip and go to the next place and, and working in a cafe or at a search shop or whatever it takes. Is,
2: is 100%, crazy. Jay. And that's what I'm proud of, of with my career. I did have to, you know, I, after school, I, I I worked hard to save to go to Hawaii. I didn't have everything given to me on a silver platter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I felt like I really had to work with. What I got, and I did dream that I was always in the back of my mind. I wanted to be a pro surfer, and all of a sudden it happened. And yeah, my dreams did come true. So and then, all of a yeah, sudden, you, you, you focus on
0: dream. surfing and having fun, and then you know new doors open up if you if you're on it.
2: Exactly.
1: exactly. So so when they told you, so who called you? Jack McCoy called you,
2: Margaret. No, the team manager, um, okay. Vince Lauder from Bellavogue. Yeah, and he, I think. Possibly, sure, might have been happening. I'm not sure that, so the key guys weren't around at the time. Yeah. And yeah, the little kid from Byron Bay was, was available.
1: <laughs> yeah. So and when he called you, he said, hey, uh, we're making a movie. It's Jack McCoy, and you're going to be surfing with Aki in West Oz.
2: Yeah. Well, not only that, it was like, are you ready to get on a flight this afternoon? I was in Byron, <laughs> and, and I'm like... No, can you give me a lift cool and go to the Airport? And it was like, it was pretty much, oh, yeah. It was just all happened yeah. so quickly. That's what I remember about it the most. And then being, you know, in the five-hour flight, I'm going so nervous.
4: Oki, Oki, are you
0: kidding me?
2: Chat yeah. The boys. Like, I was just like so nervous. And I remember driving up with him. I didn't even speak in the car and just like, did, yeah, did you was, meet,
0: have was, you known Aki prior to that trip? Did you know Aki?
2: No. I think I got his autograph years before at the <laughs> local surf shop when he came into town.
1: Oh my gosh! Guys, I mean, <laughs> talk about like a dream, dream come trip true, and oh, yeah. and then how how nervous were you? You're like, holy shit! I'm stoked, but then I'm fucking super scared that I'm not gonna surf. These waves, the way they, you know, because it's just you too, right?
2: Like, well, back, to, you know, back in the old days, <laughs> it wasn't crowded up in the yeah. desert. There was only, you know, there's a couple of hardcore local guys there. Um, There'll be like eight guys out at world class break, like Nalu. There was, yeah. yeah, there was no one there, really. So, but was, but was the awesome.
1: the video chip was just you and Aki, right?
2: It was just the two of us. Oh my God. There's three of us. That was it. Yeah.
0: What, did you? Would you have a uh, like a good quiver? Like you said, you just had to get to the airport right then and there. Did you? I had did a, you have a good... I
2: had, yeah. No, I had a I had, well, I had two surfboards, six four and a six seven, So I had a longer board, and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> and lucky enough, I didn't snap a board and glass on fins back in the day. And oh
0: yeah. yeah. So, how,
2: yeah. How,
0: how like you? Never been to Nalu in that, that, that zone before, or have you been there like prior no, to? I,
2: I knew nothing about I just was told by the team manager that it's a hardcore left hand roof break, it sort of hasn't, you know, it's,
0: kind of hardcore, looked, a little flabby, a little
2: <laughs> yeah, It's well coming, it's like it's going to be all time, you know, six to eight feet. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's just so uh, you imagine the anxiety.
1: Oh my god, dude, yeah, that would have been yeah,
2: pooping my pants. Break, so. <laughs> yeah, so obviously the long flight and eight-hour drive in the car. These guys, and then waking up in the morning. You know, obviously two back in the day it was all done by. Oh well, you know what? We didn't have surf line or anything. It was yeah. just hardcore. Anyway, but they knew the swell was coming, and we scored. And you guys timed it perfect. Work. And that that, perfect. that was bunny up dreaming. Yeah, green iguana. Oh, green
1: iguana. Okay,
2: green iguana. Sweet, yeah. sweet. So I knew how iconic the movies were because Bunyan Dreaming came out before um, Green Iguana, okay. and obviously that was like massive movie in the day. Huge, and I think it came out the next minute. I'm like, "That's who I'm shooting with, Jack McCoy. And yeah, I was, you know, I was part of a movie, a quality movie like <laughs> that.
1: <laughs> so, so uh, tell us if you can recall that first session with Aki, what were what were the conditions that you guys were wearing short sleeve fulls or springs or were you wearing full? Yeah, I think
2: they're yeah, steamers, well, uh, short arm steamers. Yeah. Um, but I remember it was, it was pumping and, oh, well, I just, I felt, I don't know, I felt natural out there. I felt the ways were perfect yeah. as far as I was concerned. I was having a ball I was out there with my childhood hero and it just had fun. There was no pressure really. Um, I didn't really know how to shoot with a photographer at the time, but Jack's such a professional at what he does. Yeah. Take off on a wave, get out, and all of a sudden you see a camera going through, through the tube with you, and I'm like, and he's like, yeah, man, right on. We did good, you know. So he sort of gives <laughs> me confidence. Um, yeah, it just sort of naturally happened. And uh, yeah, that was the beginning of it all.
0: Awesome. Was there any other trips you went on for that? green one? Uh,
2: no, after that there was, uh sons of fun that's when i worked with uh ross and shane uh yeah. after that so th- i think that was right at the last bit of footage for that movie um, yeah so yeah after that though jack wanted me on every trip we did <laughs> which is funny but that was and, cool that's when the fun started with shane and ross so
0: did did billabong like i know you wanted to be you know on tour and 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 pursue the 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 the, the contest route did were you trying to divide your time between going on billabong surf movies and making some of those contests what was your like schedule like
2: that's uh yeah so about a year or two after that it was billabong wanted me just to be their free surf guy i guess all of a sudden i paved this new career in surfing where they paid me just to surf. Um they didn't really want me to do the contest thing. They're going, no, let's just they needed someone to obviously wear the garments, or wetsuits, or whatever. While all the other guys are on tour um just yep. to come out, you know, in ads or whatever. Um, so in winter I'd be wearing board shorts and in summer I'd be wearing steamers. But then you know, because it took so long to make sense to come out. Yeah. Um, but in the back of my mind, I sort of did want to you know, pursue the pre-surf thing. So in the magazines going, "Oh, Mark, you should be should be competing. You'll be like right up there, top ten in the world." So I had weird pressures from I don't know. Some people wanted me to be a contest surfer. Uh, yeah, Pre-surfing was the perfect thing. So after a couple of years, I decided to yeah do the contest thing. Um. And I sort of struggled a little bit with. I got a few results here and there, but just the grind of doing the tour was a lot different to pre-surfing. Um, yeah, you won the, uh, pretty uh, doggy dog. the show, right? Yeah, right. Well, yeah. I saw you. You know, we're we'll, we'll trying our hardest. Jay just done on that QS. It was it was a, a, grind. It was a grind, wasn't it? Um, and yeah. some of the waves that we had to surf back then, and after you know going on those Billabong trips, I was surfing perfect waves. Hanging out, just relaxing. The next minute, I was on tour, grinding it out, in like, shock waves. Like, yeah, it's an absolute crap. I struggled, so I guess I was spoiled very much. So with, um, I was fortunate yeah. enough that, yeah. When I didn't get the results to go, oh, I'm just gonna, I'm not gonna finish the WQS. I'm gonna go back to free surfing.
0: Yeah, I always struggled in the the two foot beach break slops, even though they, I grew up in that kind of surf. It's just was very frustrating traveling uh, around and, and, and your having,
2: style, your yeah, it was classic Jay. Cause I loved your style. Um, you, your style suited like a Jay Bay with your, you know, that style nice. of way. But it was funny. Hey, when we um, were there, just went like one foot, two foot on short crap and it's like, you kidding me? You travel all the way around the world for this. It was very frustrating.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, you did, you did win the, the 96 Neos pro, Right? You, you won a couple of events.
2: We did win at an event. I was very... Yeah, yeah I can't believe it, it. But yeah. it. That was fortunate enough too. The waves were pumping. It was like six foot. Beautiful waves.
0: Six oh, yeah. foot, freight train, right barrel.
2: Yeah, so... Um, that was a relief to find win an event. Um, it was very... to know that I could compete, you know? Yeah. All those people thought I couldn't. Well... Is it, am I still on? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Some oh. weird little thing came on. Right, there we go. I had to
1: update yeah, our account.
2: So, <laughs> no, no, all good. Yeah, was, I was. I couldn't believe it when I won Nias. Yes, it was awesome in perfect waves. It was definitely a highlight in my career. How big was it? I, when it, it was six foot. Damn. It was four to six foot. It was pretty funny. Like you know, like to to win. Like, it was it like one of those classic things to win a contest or. You had to be, you've got to hold your ground. You've almost got to be an asshole and surf to, you know, to get the inside. Yeah. So for me, every heat I surfed in that uh, event, I was like, made sure I was the last one to jump off. So I had inside priority. You so, were being a dick. I was being, yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, even before the final, I think the final was like three minutes into the final. And I was like, no, nah, I'm jumping off last because every, you know, yeah. that means I had priority from the first set came through. And I, I stuck to my guns and did that. I was like, is it this is not the most consistent wave? And then I stuck to my guns. And in the final, I waited for the last one to jump off and I got the first wave of the set. I, yeah. So it's funny. That was the only time I was very competitive. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> it worked, didn't it?
0: Yeah. It, it, it worked. And I mean, when you're in a wave like that and the waves are going off, I mean, at the back of your mind, you always want to win, but it's like I just want to make this heat so I could go paddle out with only three other dudes and, and get the, exactly. you know get the, the wave of my life. And then the next heat, um, I just want to keep making heats.
2: That's exactly what it was like. It was just about getting through a heat just to surf with three other guys in the yeah. heat with you. Oh. So it's already out in perfect surf. So that How was much- a lot of um, initiative in a lot of events, especially on the Gold Coast when um, points are so crowded here. There was a, a contest on the points. It's like. You do anything you could to get through the heat, yeah. so just four people in yeah. water.
0: Uh, was, can I get a wild card still, please? Yeah, thank you. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Margo,
1: who was in the yeah. final of that Nias contest?
2: Yeah. Um, Batia David, uh, Poto. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Lowey, Michael Lowe.
1: Ooh.
2: Uh, and uh, Mark Bannister. He was on tour there yeah. a while back. Wow. So they were that? pretty. Uh, That's a pretty stacked heat. It was a stacked, stacked final, definitely. Yeah. Um, Poto was pretty pretty hardcore. He was, he was a really good hustler. Yeah, he, I, <laughs> he, I remember. He wasn't impressed that I jumped off last off the rocks. Like, he wanted that inside position. But
1: <laughs> he's a big dude, too.
2: He It was a powerhouse.
1: Would, yeah, yeah, you wouldn't want to mess yeah. with that guy. No, no. <laughs> and Mick Lowe was a goofy footer, yeah?
2: That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Lowe was a goofy footer. He was the up-and-coming young guy at the time.
1: Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, Mark listen, Bannister, listen. he had a, a twin brother, right?
2: Yes, Brett. Yeah. Yeah. But Mark he was very technical, like very good competitor. Yeah. yeah very good.
1: But you, you yeah. uh took the comp.
2: Yeah, I took it out.
1: Yeah. Do you do you remember uh what the, the prize money was?
2: It was actually I think it was five grand US? Woo! Yeah. 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 So yeah it was that was cool. Back in the day, I think it was yeah. a three star. Uh, not sure what that equivalents to in today's WS events.
0: Yeah, they, they, usually at the, the better locations, the more exotic, like better waves, they weren't rated that high as far as points or money.
1: Yeah.
2: You know, I don't know. No, I that's just cool. remember. 5G's yeah.
1: ain't nothing to slap at, huh? <laughs>
2: no, I wasn't about the money, that's for sure.
1: <laughs> so, so after uh, Green Iguana, you were pretty much a, a, a freaking surf star.
2: Well, yeah, once it came out, then all of a sudden photographers wanted to do, yeah, well, I was doing a lot of photos, shoots for Billabong as well in between doing movies. And then all of a sudden freelance photographers were just always where I was. Um, then next minute I was getting shots in the magazines, nearly oh, yeah. every issue, all the Aussie mags. Um, yeah, I was all of a sudden I was, uh, yeah, I was yeah. the guy at the time. I was like
1: so
0: did, did bill do like a, like a movie premiere did they tour the like the coast and 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 premiere at like local towns
2: no they like, didn't with green iguana or, or any of those movies but you know like back in the day i don't know there's only one or two maybe three surf movies came out a year when green mm. iguana come out so it was sort of a yeah. big deal just to I'm, I'm not sure if you remember jay what when you were young you well, at the local surf shop, news like oh my God, VHS video came out the surf oh. shop. News, yeah, for sure. Your hands on yeah. it. Yeah, and um, yeah. I, so it was, I was, I love that about that era that we grew up in. Whereas now everything's just so flooded. Yeah, you know, obviously social media. This is I,
1: I used to do the buying, you know, for surf videos and surfboards and, and a bunch of other stuff at HSS. And I remember, yeah. dude, when we when you had the Billabong. You know videos coming out bunyip dreaming green iguana all those videos we'd sell hundreds of them you know it was yeah yeah it was freaking it was it was awesome um
0: and
2: it'd be on rotation
0: inside the store And the
2: what a- <laughs> well that's right. i think kelly slater black and white turned out around the same time yeah yeah and yeah well i don't know they cold, the search started so it was a pretty the three iconic brands started bringing out some pretty amazing videos at yeah. the time. It was, it was, it was awesome, awesome era, of the early '90s. Yeah,
1: for sure. Yeah. Now, were you pro? Did you turn pro before or after
2: that well, movie? Well, I, I, wouldn't. I don't know. Pro, I don't know. I didn't. There was nothing to sign to say that I'm a professional. I just think it just happens. You know? Yeah. All of a sudden, um, once I done it. The events i'm i'm not sure does that happen in, a, in the states do you actually become pro at a certain time or? yeah well you know <laughs> really
1: once you start it, getting you know, paid
0: uh, yeah
2: paid did, yeah well i guess after that year of in Carolina, i did sign a contract and started getting paid so
0: nice dude yeah
2: It all Were your parents just like
0: tripping did they just i mean any parent must be just you know so psyched that you're doing what you love but you're getting money out of it you know
2: they not blow it away and my mom and dad, my number one fan. My mum, she collect every sort of magazine clipping, everything, you know. So yeah. I didn't really follow it that much. But at the end of my career, mum had this big box and just goes, check this out. She had everything. She collected every surf magazine, everything else.
1: Like,
2: oh, yeah. thing I was so, and mum, yeah. I was stoked to do mum proud.
1: Yeah, <laughs> for sure.
0: Yeah. And I mean, how, how, I mean, it's so cool to go back and have those and, and to show your, your kids and, you know, everybody like, you know, this is a part of my life. And this one time, I mean, when magazines came out, they were, I mean, I don't, I miss them. I miss them a lot. Yeah. you me know?
2: too. Yeah. It's definitely, yeah. Uh, yeah. I know definitely. with those old people now talking about how was it back in the day, but it, it's amazing. I'm still blown away that surf mags were just so iconic, such an important part of, Everything the surf yeah. industry and catching up on the news. I remember being a kid too like before I get on the school bus And then surfer magazine or surfing would come out like magazines from America like they were so expensive sort of at the time But getting the opportunity to buy a magazine and seeing what's happening happening internationally Yeah, like I'd yeah. Some, a picture of like Wes Lane or you know, like a quick and I'd be like my god this guy pin it out on my you know, take it out of the magazine and yeah, sure. have it on my wall like yeah so I was so amazed at you know just you know America was the other side of the world. It was such a big place back then. It seemed when you were a kid and yeah, getting international mags and seeing waves like in different locations used to blow my mind. And we'd be sitting there on the school bus just like looking at the, ooh, spoke to get the American mags. For yeah, sure. it was so super, super cool.
1: You were you were talking about how uh, after after uh, Green iguana, everyone you know you you started getting phone calls from photographers right yeah and and, and, other, and other videographers and that, it reminded me of Larson too because when you know when he was blowing up a long time ago <laughs> he uh, you know he 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 talked to like Mike Balzer uh, Moyer P Frieden, like these are like photographers that you know they were helping him you know, build his like value yeah so yeah had it was a
0: privilege to work with all, with all those photographers and then you know they would have different trips set up they'd be organizing it with the uh, magazines and i'd get a call from the magazine or the photographer said hey we're setting this truck trip, trip up you know i yeah. want you on it like, let's let's go and i'm like let's go yeah let's anyway,
2: I yeah i know it was an awesome time. And it was so cool at the time that all of a sudden that was your life. It wasn't wasn't it, Jay? It was like you come home from a trip, then a photographer would ring up or the magazine company itself or your sponsor and go "Go here, go there. And yeah. it's like, then it got to a stage where I could pick and choose because I had that many options. So what was, was funny, that? Um, what, hey?
1: what was the next? Uh, do you remember the next video you made?
2: Uh, it was uh the next Billabong movie was Sons of Fun. That was... Uh, moving with Shane Dorian and And, and obviously Ross Williams. Nice. Nice. Yeah. That was, that was a really fun and Neil Purchase junior as well. So I spent that video was done mostly in Indo. So all over. And that was, had you already been to Indo? Beg your pardon?
1: Had you already been to Indonesia?
2: Yes. (laughs) I had done a trip there a year before as well. Nice. But, um, yeah, but that was, you know, the early 90s in Indo was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, a lot of, we did a lot of remote locations there, so we got to surf a lot of breaks that were uncrowded, yeah. which today they're packed sort yeah. of thing, so.
1: Are we talking yeah. mental-wise?
2: Uh, there was one, yeah. Well, actually, the next movie after that, oh, no, what's was that for? Oh, uh, Sick Joy. I can't remember which one. We yeah. did a trip to the Mentawais or the Mentalis. um, and there was no, like, macaronis.
4: I yeah, we were like,
2: there was no one there. There was one guy living in the bushes, some whacked out French guy, I remember. <laughs> um, and then we were just like, well, how does he know about this wave? But um, I remember surfing macaronis uh, with Oki. I think Donovan Frankenrider was on that trip as well. Oh, sick. Um, with nobody. It was oh. Michael Lowe, Oki, Donovan, and myself, and we were surfing crazy macaronis. It was yeah, phenomenal. To think that now it's so crowded and there's like so many boats so up crowded. there, but in the early days it was uncharted territory.
0: Man. Still, one of the best waves out there.
2: Oh yeah, that's a machine. It was no matter what board, everything. It was like ah, oh, it's like an absolute dream wave. Yeah, absolute dream. Life. Yeah,
0: one of the best waves I've ever surfed. I love that place.
2: Yeah, but so um,
0: Don, Donovan was kind of like your your you know kind of counterpart American yeah counterpart you know they kind of made him the face of that freestyle lifestyle like uh, the guy that didn't serve condes and had a cool style and ripped and just you know
2: did you guys go on a lot of trips you know together it's funny we didn't do a hell of a lot of trips together but we did a couple um mostly just that that one trip most in particular um
4: yeah
2: sick joy but um it was, it was, I was stoked to meet him because I knew that he was doing exactly the same thing in the States as what yeah. I was doing for Australia. Um, he did a couple little things. He came over to the East Coast of Australia. We did a couple little road trips together. Um, super cool guy, funny guy to hang out with, that's for sure. Yeah, he's got he's a good around. sense of humor. He's he oh, he got a
0: guitar too, singing, serenading you with his uh, musical talent.
2: <laughs> he was. That's, he sort of he sort of tripped me out a bit, Donovan, because I sort of he had the long hair and the moustache, even in the early days. I went, this guy's such a hippie. But I remember yeah. when he came to that on that boat trip. Indo, uh, he had this big backpack and it was just full of like Twinkies, and all these <laughs> <laughs> chocolates. Like, he man, how interesting! It's just, it was, just like, <laughs> I was like, he was just like the biggest sugar tooth grommet yeah, kid, yeah. you know? It's hilarious. <laughs> it's just,
1: so, loved it. so, other movies that were like super amazing and cool that you were into and a lot of the other guys um a lot of other aussies is uh Sarge's surfing scrapbook oh yeah bro those are kind of i remember those to be like really freaking good surfing and good editing like and i remember you had a a ton of footage in in those movies yeah
2: I had, I had quite a bit in the later the later videos because he did a lot of that on tour. It was those movies were funny because no one had looked had the insight of what was going on on tour on the right. road. Yeah, he was and, a, um, he was
0: the original tour notes guy, like covering you know the, yeah. the the behind the scenes and the the free surfs in between heats. Yeah,
2: exactly. That's cool. And that's and when good like surfing went down. How cool! Like that's. Amazing how hardcore the surfing was before. Uh, you know in between heats and stuff before Cornish and after Cornish, everyone was just pushing each other. So hard. yeah, and he um, was there capturing those moments. Uh, yeah, everyone blowing up. It,
0: it was yeah because all those guys on tour were 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 still wanting to beat each other out at every free surf and everywhere, and that's why how important it is to be around yeah. those events because exactly. those guys were pushing each other. Every day in every free surf, thinking they're they're going to take each other out when they
2: exactly he- yeah. it was so competitive. Those free surfs, I remember Jay, it was like, How do you even get away about here? But, um, <laughs> yeah. but that's what helped make you a better surfer, too, wasn't it? Um, surfing against the best guys in the world before you surfing heat, yeah. and that, and just pushing each other and knowing what level you had to be at to, to win, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I
0: mean, I never, you know, made that CT tour, but I would go and, and try to hang out at a lot of those events, whether it's Gold Coast or Jay Bay or, or, you know, any of the destinations, Europe, just so I could be around that energy and kind of throw, like, you know, my ability around those guys going, you know what, I think I could hang with these guys, you know, like, these guys aren't that good. They just win heats. I can't. I don't I don't know. <laughs>
2: Yeah, no, it's, the energy is something else, isn't it? Surfing, it can be, um, yeah. And that's what I love about surfing too. Sometimes it's, the waves are consistent. It's not about, well, that's what's funny about contests, isn't it? It's like, you can be the best surfer in the world, or you can be an average surfer, and if the waves are going to come to you, you can knock out the best guy. Yeah. And um, oh, it's just, it um, can be quite a frustrating, you know, competitive. You've got to be so switched on to, to get through heats. So that's why I'm blown away with the Gabriel Medina's of, of the modern surfer competitive guy they've got they're so switched on and so good at what they do yeah
1: they, they've elevated the game right like they've uh they've definitely taken it to the next level of like preparedness and like focus and determination
2: like yeah i thought back in our day if we traveled with uh you know a little entourage of like you know psychologists and <laughs> Physio people and coaches and stuff—we we'd get laughed at. That's you'd for sure.
1: You get way <laughs> laughed at. So, uh, t- tell us, like, um, what was like one of the best, most memorable trips you've ever had, and who was it with?
2: Well, there's so many, there's yeah. so many memorable trips that I've done. But um, look, definitely that first trip that pays my career um, with Ock was was definitely a highlight. Um, surfing with Shane and Ross in Indo in a few spots up, high performance waves up at, it's called Bali which is, a, I think the Eastern side of Bali, we, um, with only guys out surfing and, and pushing, you know, those guys surf so bloody good, as you know, um, three of us just out there surfing for hours on end, just pushing each other. Yeah. That was uh, pretty cool, like amazing and fun guys to hang out with. And Yeah. Those early memories of just surfing locations, uncrowded locations with, with your mates. Yeah. And yeah. So I love those, that, those early early day trips, definitely.
1: Yeah. Did you ever make it out here to, to the US?
2: Uh, not really. Um, never got the opportunity to surf a lot of spots in the US. Um, I got to surf trestles once or twice. I was sort of, yeah, didn't get to spend a lot of time in the States, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I did cut one. I only did, I never really, like, I traveled all around the world, but never really got to do Central America. I, I did a couple of trips down South America, down to Chile. Nice. Um, but never really got to do much around the States, unfortunately.
1: You haven't really messed much.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the way that I did, like, there's, I know there's a lot of good ways. There over is. There.
1: Yeah. Not like Oz though. <laughs>
2: Yeah. No, not like Oz, but we have a we got a lot of closeouts though. But we do have a lot of um, fantastic waves too. But I'm not sure about you guys. With this um, COVID things happening, everywhere's so crowded now. It's oh my like God. Because ha- I didn't realize so many guys, you know, migrate to Indonesia or to Bali, and no one can travel at the moment. So everywhere's just next level crowded. It's, yeah. Um, it's been really. Yeah, has been testing, yeah. that's for
0: sure. <laughs> I, I, surf, I surfed lowers yesterday. We got pump and swell, and it, it was packed, packed. Like, yeah. I mean, 70, 80, 100 guys out. I was like, oh my yeah, gosh. Wow. But, you know, you get a couple waves, and it's all that matters. You're like, it's still the best wave around. So, a couple yeah, waves all yeah. the day.
1: Yeah, and yeah. plus, you know, there's a lot of women surfing now, girls surfing now, and, it's incredible. and on top of that, like, you know, with the, with the pandemic, like kids are, aren't doing sports, you know? So there's no baseball, there's no basketball, there's no soccer. So, you know, they're skateboarding and surfing. So that's why, you know,
2: and yeah, it's it's, a little crowded.
1: Yeah. And what's crazy.
2: Kira is like, not even that, uh, it's been like one to two foot this time of year. It doesn't really get much swell, but some days it's like, under Knee High, and there's like 100, 150 people out. But it's like <laughs> Nan and Pop are out there. The kids are out there. The hipsters are out there. All walks of life are out there. But they're all out there just socializing. It's like, it's, yeah. it's funny. it's But it is what it is. Lucky we have the ocean, right? So, right, right. We'll
1: yeah. take it. We'll take it. Speaking we'll take of, uh, it. is localism still a thing out where you are? Or is it mellowed out quite a bit? Oh,
2: it's actually since... It's pretty heavy at the moment, actually. Wow. Localism. Yeah, to travel down the coast, uh, it's yeah, it's. I think just because of the crowd situation, yeah. a, a lot of people are getting it's a lot of negative energy out the water.
4: Yeah,
2: um, yeah, it's been it's been a fair bit of localism happening. It hasn't reared its head up for a, a lot of years, but um, there's right. a lot of people are like sticking to their breaks and like you know. And, it, you know, I live right on the border of Queensland, New South Wales, and New South Wales people have to have a pass to get over the border, but us Queenslanders don't have to have a pass to go to Queensland, so they're a bit jealous. That's
4: if I'm Queensland,
2: I'll have to go to New South Wales for a surf. They're like, how come you're surfing our waves, you know, when we can't come surf your waves? Yeah. So it's a bit – yeah, so <laughs> there's been a few issues. Um, but I don't know. I just like to go down the coast and go find a beach break where there's not many people on yeah surf if without yeah,
0: hassle. Less, less, less crowded little little less um you know like quality for a little less people a little better it,
2: yeah i'd rather that than um i don't know i just, i can't deal with crowds much so i, I like to find a a b-grade wave where i don't have to deal with many people but does
0: yeah. the north strategy still get packed
2: it does it does yeah. it's next level crowded yeah
0: Nick. Everywhere it's right? crowded
2: now, Jay. <laughs> when those all back in the day? It wasn't as crowded. But, yeah. Everywhere.
0: Did um did you ever do any of those um Billabong Challenge events? Were you, were you invited mm. to any of those um those ones? They would kind of invite. I think what twelve guys. Like and they skins. Would do,
2: yeah. Like yeah, the skins. skins I, was, event. I was fortunate enough to surf um, one at J Bay Billabong Challenge, nice, and one yeah. in Western Australia. So um yeah yeah i
0: thought I, I i've been trying to find the footage from those and i see a couple of clips at that pump and J bay event it was like eight ten foot and jay bay
2: was yeah that was amazing that that one day because it was something like three foot four foot in the morning and we're like ah oh, should we hold it and uh swell yeah. is meant to be coming and then by lunchtime it was like six foot and you know i like the afternoon it was like six it was like eight foot J bay it was crazy yeah. um yeah, that was a very memorable day that day. Uh, and obviously, Kelly was, off, it just Kelly. the caliber of surfing was phenomenal. <laughs> just, uh, it was a, an amazing event. Well, Johnny Boy Gomes was in that event too.
1: Oh, yeah, so, I remember like, that.
2: Yeah, he, he's laying down some gnarly turns. Yeah.
1: So gnarly.
2: Um, local guy, Wayne Dean, as well, was in the event. He surfed really good.
1: Was Machado on um, like, that one too?
2: Machado? Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. It, was, yeah I mean, it was
2: like, the strongest, like... It was like 40 knots offshore. It was so windy. um, Like, yeah, crazy. But, yeah, I think Machado won it, mate. He might have won it, mate yeah. Won it. I think I can't remember, yeah.
1: But was that, was that oh. the year that uh, Aki won, like, 50 grand? No. Oh, that
2: was at the Bell's Skins.
1: Yeah, the Skins.
2: Yeah. yeah, Skins event. Yeah, wow. That was amazing. I wasn't fortunate enough to surf in that event, but I got to watch it on yeah. TV. I just
0: thought that was just a great concept. And, you know, you kind of mix some tour guys with just like you, like the free surfer guys and put them out in perfect conditions at a perfect wave and, you know, give you guys some scratch to like make some money, but you know, just so research. I think like, you guys have an hour heat. Just go. We touch- had,
2: this is such it. a great concept, such a great concept, yeah. Jay. Like obviously surfing, they just, you know, pick the. it was pretty obvious who the best guys are at the time, put them together yeah. in an hour heat. Um, oh, yeah. And, it's just a great spectacle and great and it's such a great concept. I, I'd really be stoked to see something like that happen in the future again. Yeah, and yeah. Imagine having I an think, hour with Jay Bay, an and and put it and wait two weeks and looking for it to get all time. Yeah, would be uh, pretty cool. Let's, let's
0: put a little Masters uh, division together. Let's go.
2: Oh yeah, <laughs> how sick would <laughs> that long. be?
0: Margot
1: versus <laughs> At J Bay?
0: Oh
2: my God. <laughs> I'm putting <laughs> my money on Margo. <laughs> I, I, I feel bad. I've got to get ready to go to work. I, you got to go? Um, i gotta, I got to get back to reality. Damn. And um, I, I, I'd love to keep talking all day.
1: <laughs> hey, do you want to do another one? you want to keep this going or. We,
0: we yeah we want to talk about like your son Micah and how he's making a name for himself and then your
2: right you know, son, we got a yeah. few
1: more questions for you
2: we can we can keep going I'll give us another ten minutes yeah let's let's keep rolling okay 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 10 we can also I mean so, we,
1: whenever you have an, uh, another day you know like a, you don't have to wake up so early um, we we can do it again you know
2: yeah. yeah no no dramas at all yeah more than happy to
1: so so um, going back. To your career um all you all you pretty much did was was travel and surf right you didn't really have to do contests and stuff
2: <laughs> no pretty, yeah it's pretty crazy to think that and then when i did do the qs try events and 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 not get results i just go what are you doing just come back and reset." and i'm going yeah right what am i doing <laughs> so um it was i But I'm glad I did do the QS and I did try my hardest um, because if I didn't do it, I would have had that in the back of my mind, like, what if, what if? Right, right. But I wasn't good enough at the time to make it, um, but I didn't really put in 110% effort for a whole year. Um, Yep. But I just knew you have either got to have it in your blood or you don't. I had that competitive instinct a little bit, but it wasn't in my blood. I didn't have that fire to Win 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 win. Yeah, I'd like. If I was in the heat, and I needed a seven to get through, and had to hustle. I'd just go. I'd hope the wave would come to me. I wouldn't hustle for it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. It, um, yeah, it's hard. It is hard. It's hard. it's hard to be an asshole in in the water sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it is good. I know I was the sort of guy. I'd get like one really good score, and then I just could not back it up because I I don't know. I always try and do a really big turn sometimes you would make that big turn yeah But yeah. whatever i was just let's go free so ser
0: yeah so you were saying like you you were almost getting like shots in every magazine at, you know from some trip or or working with some photographer do you, do you know like how many like covers of magazines you've had like did you know you went through all your your archives a couple dozen I, or
2: i that uh, i yeah there's at least at least a dozen, yeah. I, I was.
1: Damn. My
2: big, biggest ticks was definitely getting. I got to cover a surfing. I got to cover a surfer, um, and they were my, like I said, when I was a young kid, waiting for the school bus, buying those. Amer- this is funny. The, the American magazines were like the big thing for me, and and that's sort of like a thing that I achieved. You know, I got on the cover of you know, the international magazines. Yeah, um, and that and I was a wow. track yeah.
0: yeah, spending all this money getting the magazine, looking in on the bus ride, and then a few years later, you're on those covers. That's incredible. Uh, yeah,
2: it's it's mind blowing. Um, yeah, so obviously, a, a couple of European magazines came out at the time. I got, yeah, and then Australian magazines, Tracks, Waves, Surfing Life, I got on the covers. Um, all of a sudden, I was sort of, yeah, I was in the late 90s. I was sort of, well, I don't know, in the surfing industry, I thought I, was, I had a, a big name for myself dude well you got
0: you got surfer you know best surfer uh free surfer like uh surfing life magazine you know an australian magazine you know called you out as you know the best free surfer around you know in 1998 and that's kind of like you know the late 90s in your heyday and I mean, yeah well
2: that was voted by the top 44 i think they um by well, apparently um in 98 99 44 I going to be the best Outside of the two of us, so Ew. that was a huge honor. Huge honor.
1: Heck yeah! yeah. yeah. It's it's funny. You know how like oh, prepared, certain people have uh, have like a signature move or or whatever. Like when you see somebody in a mag, you automatically know. Oh shit, that's him. That's Margot. And it's always yeah. you. Like it feels like your your signature photo is always like that close closeout close out hack you know you're hitting the close out and yeah. the fan is the rooster tail off the fan is just like you know it's always iconic and you have so many photos etched in my brain you know yeah. getting that last section of a wave and I don't know that's margo
0: he had the it factor Linda, and the it factor yeah, yeah. lots of spray the, the mags love that spray
2: they love the spray yeah but, lucky for me <laughs>
0: Well, shoot, we don't want to, uh, make you late for yeah, work. We gotta go. Let's get back on and finish up this uh, conversation in the next week or two or soon. Yeah, let's do it.
2: No problem at all. Stoked to, let's uh, minute,
0: half hour, 45 minutes just to kind of bring up to date where, where you're doing now and talk about, you know, your son and this, how it is to, you know, kind of go through that whole process of, you know, sure. surfing yeah. and, and all of that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's do it next week. Um, uh. Keen as perfect, all right. right on, thanks, thanks, guys. Thanks, uh, Margo. Guys email we'll hook up. Okay, perfect. Thank thanks, you. Buddy, thanks, Chalky. Thanks, Jay. See Good ya, to speak Thank you, guys.
1: friends and family, brothers and sisters. Welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. Welcome. We're in, uh, I guess part part two, episode two, with
2: uh, Margo Brendan. Thank you for joining us, bud. Yeah, no worries. Welcome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: We had we had to uh, we had to split the fun here just because of uh, scheduling and work and, and, and family duties. But uh exactly. We're we're stoked to have you back on. I guess we left off with where we were talking about, you know, your signature kind of move where you you know you kinda of hit the mags and that front side just big hack carb and you know, how important just power surfing and rail surfing is today still. Yeah, well I think it's um like surfing in general is just such
2: a creative you know there's your canvas do what you want with it and um yeah. it's so cool to see the air thing take off you know for many years and it's i admire what those guys do so much but um i was never renowned for doing airs or anything like that but um
1: were you able to do um, them though margo I, I
2: could get in the air yeah i could i couldn't Landed that well. I made one
0: too, but um, it was good fun trying. Yeah. In the air. Yeah. Linding gets in the air only when he's airdropping from <laughs> the lift. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's cool to see um, it's so in
2: the modern day now how respected power surfing is and, and surfing on the actual wave is is where it's at, I think. Yeah. And it always will be because. Yeah, that's, that's where you are. That's how you really your boards. It's all about how your boards work and everything. But um, yeah, surfing will never die, and um, it's so cool to see it it's still respectful. Who?
0: Cool. I mean, having good rail work is kind of the fundamental of surfing. Whether you start from your bottom turn, your top turn to your you know, car, but um, the best air guys in the game also had the best real work in the game in my eyes.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, Marga, who, when you were growing up, who was it that you looked up to? Like what power surfers were you into?
2: Uh, well, just Oki. Oki is like, I maybe mean, he was a true power surfer. Uh, obviously, Tom Carroll. Uh, Tom Carroll was more of a style surfer, but I thought he was a power surfer and just with style as well. So just those three guys at the top of my head for uh, just, you know, I, power surfers, the rail surfers, they sort of all come for one to me. Um, but Aki just seemed to have that real, real bit of raw rap crunch.
1: Yeah, Aki, I mean, uh, well, sorry, you, you, you uh, cut out for a second there. What, what did you say about Aki?
2: Oh yeah, I was just saying about his, uh power surfing. Well, with his style, is it very raw, Oh, and it was just so much grunt. So obviously showed a lot of spray, but just the
1: way he connected his power turns through the, into the next turn was just, um, yeah, something that just blew my mind um, that I wanted to do. <laughs> yeah.
2: Low speed and power. The fun Low speed and power.
1: Yeah, he, Aki always amazed me on how, like, he, he would do a bottom turn into a vertical power hack and then straight into the bottom turn again up into another vertical power hack. Like not a lot of people can do that, right?
2: 100%. And yeah. I, I think that's the key to all power surfing. I think if, if you can come off the bottom with a lot of confidence and, and a lot of trust in your surfboard and get that drive straight away,
4: then you just feel like you've got, yeah, they, you know, the wall in front of you just away. You know, it's all about timing then to put in that um, big gouge
2: Yeah gouge and turn. It's sort of like even talking about it, it's like, oh, I wish I had a wave right now. You're actually that well, that that, <laughs> that's, that speed and, and that
0: that speed and flow just opens up opportunity to, to oh, and it, broaden and your like options to do whatever you want in the wave. If you're I struggling remember. to generate speed, then you're you're doing everything you can to you know create. And of course, it's the quality of the waves, but anybody that is very talented and, you know, expert in surfing, you know, can make and, and find that power, even in the littlest of crappy waves. So, you know, yeah. and that makes surfing uh, I mean, surfing so, uh, waves is definitely the hard, hardest, obviously, with how junky it is. But um, yeah, again, yeah I power, power surfing, it's still relevant in, in, in the little waves as well. Awesome. Uh. That's, to me, just surfing little waves with powers. It's so hard. That's, you've got to have the board, your surfboard so fine-tuned,
2: you know, for that, especially to know when to release that power to keep flying for the rest of the wave. So that's that's It, it takes years and years of yeah. skill when you might not ever get it, but it's just a, yeah. it's, it's a... Um, well, that's the yeah. beauty of
1: surfing. But, and that's what still keeps us surfing today, because we still want to be able to achieve that. So, Heck yeah. You know. My, mind, so my mind's surfing
0: 20, my body surfing 60. <laughs> and I'm right there in the middle at, like, 40, 40-something, 40 6. So, yeah. um, yep. so going back to, like, you know, power surfing, um, you know, Trax has had a little um, write-up, you know, not too long ago about, you know, how relevant power surfing is today, and they emphasized on your, you know, Margo project, the movie that you had about yourself, The Wanderjar, and, mm-hmm. you know... I mean, that's kind of cool. Fifteen years later, you know, it's resurfacing. You probably got a whole new generation of kids that, you know, whose dads probably watched it religiously now. They're kind of like, well, who are these old guys with gray beards? (laughs) I know. It's mind-blowing. Like, I get so chuffed, so honored. You know, I guess social media. And then you get young guys follow you and and leave little messages just going, they just admire my surfing still.
2: And it's... um, Little comments and stuff, and I just get so it's it blows my mind that I still feel relevant. Like, because it, the trippy thing is for me now, like, I don't know, about you know, year 2000 or the late 90s, and you think of uh, looking up to a generation 20 30 years before me, it's like guys in the 70s, and it seemed like that was so old, and like the 70s <laughs> seemed so long ago, yeah, <laughs> and it's that's a trip. I mean, how. But surfboard design hasn't really changed much really we're still riding thrusters we're still riding you know metal looking shortboard so i guess it's still relevant for them where well, it was a bit difficult for us i guess in the late 90s to look up to you know still admire i mean obviously still did admire but guys 30 years before were on single fins yeah and, you know styles were a bit different or whatever yeah but um, um, but it's amazing to be yeah still
1: I wanted to. Uh, there's a couple things I want to talk about. The first thing was, you know, board designs back in the '90s, right? Like everyone seemed to be riding that same outline and design. Like Kelly, because because I worked at Huntington Surf and Sport, you know, the board of the day, the the soup de jour, right, was six two, 18 and a quarter, two and a two and a quarter, right, square wow. tail. And that was pretty much what every freaking person rode through the 90s. And everybody, all the shapers, Rusty, Xanadu, Channel Islands, it seemed like everybody was on the same outline and dimensions. Um, Were you kind of riding those same kind of dims or a variation of it?
2: I was riding a variation of it. I was obviously a little bit taller, a little bit heavier than Kelly. I was riding six fours. 18, three quarters, nineteen by two yeah. and a half. So I was. Everyone did look at my boards at the time, going, "Choose your boards are a bit, you know, a little bit wide, a little bit, you know." Everyone was blown away that I was writing six six fours, but I mean, it worked out with my height, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, Remember how and, rockered out
1: people's boards were back then, too.
2: They was so rockered out. Yeah, rocker. You know, yeah, yeah. It was a trip, but it, it's funny now, though. You're looking at guys who've gone so short. But it looks like now people are looking at a little bit of length again in, you know, the 20, 2020, compared to what it was 10 years ago. Yeah. It was really slow, short, or even five years ago. So it's cool to see that longer shortboard come back into play. And I think it is helping with that rail-to-rail surfing, not that flat surfing, which I'm not a huge fan of. Um, but, yeah, people ask, you know, yeah. That, that, you know, you've got your power surfing comes back into play once you've got more rail in the water. So, yeah, it's cool to see that era of surfboard come back again at a little bit more length in surfboards. Yeah.
1: So, when did you, a um, couple questions, when did you stop like making surf videos? And, and kind of, what was your last surf video? Last surf video probably was um, a good friend of mine, Justin
2: Gain, made a little documentary on i guess my surfing career. yeah uh so that was probably the last video i did called Jar. okay um but it's funny we i you know you guys taylor Steele did momentum movies and in australia we did pulse uh, yeah. videos we, which, we liked uh, them all yeah watched them all yeah classic so but Gainey's still frothing like a 18 year old kid and he wants to Bring out a video again now. Be Sick. We'll be now, and he to bring out a new Pulse movie with all the old boys in it, which is pretty funny. Dude, so we're trying oh, to, some to get ready and get fit and uh, yeah, bring out a, I like a slow motion version of what we did. <laughs> <laughs> get the ba- get the boys and back and together, more fun, more of a catch up, more of yeah. a reunion. So yeah. that'd be some big something. But after the segments, fun. I was doing, doing yoga soft. and ice baths, yeah. <laughs> But uh, a couple of the kids are going to be involved as well. Like, yeah, we all have children now and stuff, so I think my son might have a part. say that would yeah, be amazing. A, a little project, yeah.
1: A dad and kid uh, montage parts.
0: Yeah,
2: that'd be yeah. sick. So, it'd
0: be exciting.
1: Have you so, so that last movie, The Wonders Are What? What was like the
0: like the premise and the outcome? Was it a collective of like? You know, uh, you starting from like young footage of a young kid or was it a, a co- like a, a couple of destination trips? Like for those that didn't see that movie, I mean, kind of explain that movie so people can go
2: check it out. Yeah, well, uh, basically, it's a lot of the highlights from the, the videos I've done with Justin 10 years previous. So uh, a lot of highlight packages put in together. Um, I'd say a quarter of the movie's got that. Uh, the rest of the movie, we spent a year together traveling, you know, from Mexico or New Zealand and all around Australia, um, and just uh, spending two weeks in each location. Not necessarily chasing spots, but just you know, hanging out and trying to get waves. And um, yeah, we just had a rough idea; didn't really know what we're planning to do. Just uh, spent time in different locations um, and brought friends with us on each little leg. So I had Matt Hoy in WA, um, yeah, Dylan Longbottom I took to New Zealand, and Tasmania, he's one of the hot local guys there, um, Andrew Campbell. Um, so yeah, just traveled around and just did video parts. And I was, sort of felt like I was at the peak of my surfing yep. at the time, I think I was 32, around 32, 33. And everything just came together. Like, uh, Justin was great to work with. You never miss a way. Very dedicated down the beach. And yeah. yeah. All but, what? And obviously the, the places that suited my style, like Winky, I think Winky Pop, Bells, yeah. Victoria. And, uh, yeah. Other like- I, I was, mean, that's,
0: that's pretty awesome. I mean, there's not too many people that, that get to have their own, you know, kind of, you know, movie about themselves, nice. you know. Yeah. Like, that's a pretty big accolade. Yeah. I was, um... Yeah, and I'm a pretty, well, I guess I'm a humble sort of guy. It was a bit of a
2: weird feeling thing having a movie, especially when we premiered it, um, you know, a movie based on yourself. Yeah. But, you know, why not? <laughs> we had so much footage and um, everyone was a fan. Of, well, I guess I had a lot of fans out there and it was good to get back and show, but um,
1: it's I haven't watched it for a long time. but Well, you, you had the easy know, I had the You had cool, go out and surf beg you, your pardon I said you had the easy part. You just had to go out and surf. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> did Did you guys have I mean, a big uh, premiere party and all that?
2: We did actually. Yeah, sick. Yeah, we had a big premiere party on that. But the funnest part about like shooting film, I'm not sure if you did a 2G, it too. Jay was like when you did parts from a movie, it felt like you'd want to better your surfing. You know, you would have to surf. But I don't know. Just you're yeah, your own worst so critic. Hard, or, or best, because so I think we. Yeah. Um, so it's almost like surfing a contest, but it did feel like it's better my surfing, you? The camera doesn't lie, you know, it does it shows every bog, every sort of, you know, bad you do. To put a wave, one wave together is, is not easy. Sometimes it can. you're lucky to get one wave in a session, so, yeah, What's, yeah there's, there's a lot of work.
1: It's funny uh, you, you bring that up, it just reminded me of what, Lam- Mike Lambresi, do you remember Mike Lambresi? He was, he he was, was uh,
2: before my time, but he looked like a contest machine, right?
1: But he said, you know, uh, he goes, Man, um, I go, Yeah, you know, were you into videotaping? He goes, Yeah, man. He goes, I was really shocked to see how bad, you know, when we started videoing, it it showed me how bad I surfed. He was like, He goes, What a a positive way of
2: looking at it. I mean, you can look at it both ways,
1: yeah. He was like, he was like, man, um, you know, video, watching myself on video really made me, you know, refine my, my, my style, you know, like yeah. it, it made my, it made me consciously want to get better and smoothen out my style because I was like, he he said he was an erratic surfer. He was like, I couldn't, because yeah. I couldn't stand the way I surfed, but video, you know, videos made him surf better and I'm sure that helped, you know. You polish your your act.
0: Well, I think when you're so true because when I think when you're surfing, you can remember a lot of stuff so vividly. You're hyper focused. You remember every you know movement, everything. But what in reality is totally different perception when you're watching it versus <laughs> you're feeling. It. So yeah, when you're watching yourself, you're like, oh, I thought that was such a better turn. Like, what I cooked that one or. Oh, that one did actually look good. I thought it was digging real, but you know, so it, watching it's just, is a huge part of it would be a very humbling experience. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> have you ridden the same boards forever, or um, like what boards have you ridden over your your time? Pretty much. Uh, right now, I've got in my quiver. I've got a bunch of everything. I've got soft boards, where twin to a single pin, um, and I was riding there for a couple of years. About one or two inches shorter than what I rode. Forever, I was pretty much since I was 21 I wrote 6.4s by 19 <laughs> I back then it was 18
2: three-quarters, but now I, I've gone back to 6.4s um, yeah 19 and a half but um, it feels good to go back from six two, six three, back to six four. Yeah, and I've only done that the last couple of months how funny that, that, that just that inch longer just feels like it's brought out that rocker it's Not as sharp or whatever, yeah. But, um, oh, there it is, like, like a play rail, a bit more. Uh, again, yeah. so we've well, got new yeah. ways where
0: you live. See, we can't pull that here, we've stuck here. Yeah. So, I, <laughs> I, need, I need that flat
1: board, shorter, wider, little yeah. chippy flame. Yeah, what shaper have you so, been riding, Margo?
2: Well, uh, Matty Herworth, uh, he's a uh, chipper, rides his boards. Mm. Wilson But uh, he's just been a good friend of mine for a few years. And, you know, when I wasn't surfing there, for, well, I was always surfing, but working and <laughs> <laughs> the there for a while, um, he was always stuck by my side and was always gave me boards. So uh, he's been a good friend and um, always willing to experiment, throw different boards at me yeah. to try out. And uh, it's always fun. <laughs> so, um, yeah, maybe her was, but uh, I've of recent, oh, just before I went to Hawaii, um, back in March, Morris Cole touched base with me. Wow. Um, it's been nearly 12 years since I've ridden Morris Cole, and he gave me a bunch of boys to take to Hawaii with me. Wow. So I reconnect with him. And there's no love lost, lost with Maddie. We're still good friends. So yeah, yeah. Kind of it. So, um, yeah, so I had some Morris Coles again. And um, they felt amazing in Hawaii.
1: So, what did uh, you what did you ride in uh in uh Green Iguana?
2: I think I was on Mad Dogs still. Okay. Got yeah, it. Yeah, I was still on the early Mad Dogs from Byron.
1: Got it. So yeah. ha- have you had some magic uh Morris Cole's in the past? Oh yeah.
2: Absolutely. Morris Cole, just absolute legend of a guy, legend of a shaper, but yeah. I uh, the best boards I had off Morris were my step-up guns. Mm. You know, 6.7s to 6.10s is... I'd never had a bad um, gun off Morris. Yeah. Classic Intel, 6.7s, six 6.10s six were just all beautiful boards.
1: Were you riding those reverse Vs? And uh, and reverse Vs. And actually, one of the boards I got for by this uh, last trip was a reverse V. Wow. And it,
2: to me, the push and the speed... Is there in the wave a reverse V? can just feel amazing. Yeah. yeah, reverse V to a single concave, kind of pretty thing. much. Yeah, yeah, same.
0: Yeah, I had one magic board from him. I actually took it off the the salesman rack at Huntington Service Board. and I really? was like, I was working there, and I che- I check out all the boards, and I'm like, oh, this thing feels good, and I, it I took cool. it, and the thing was just unbelievable.
1: What size was it, Laura?
0: I think it was a 5'10 at the time, 5'10, and I probably would say 18 and a, half, two and a quarter. I don't know, but I was just so curious because it's complete opposite of the boards we had in the store with the reverse knee. The rails were really soft but square, kind of an original, like, flat deck-type technique, you know, like, um, shape, and I just remember taking it out at lowers, which is our best wave, obviously, and just... It just, whatever my mind did, the board was there underneath Mm -hmm. my feet. I was like, holy smokes, this is legit. Yeah. (laughs) But I never got, like, customs from them. I was never able to, like, get customs like I did from Simon Anderson or some of the other, you know, Peter Daniels. Each time we traveled to different, you know, parts of the world, we would try to link up with a local Mm -hmm. shaper just to, you know, be in tune with, you know, everybody's mind with that. I love that back in the
2: day when we were, you know, doing the QS grind or whatever and going to South Africa. And I can't remember the shape got my board. Got a couple of boards up there. And in Europe, you get a couple of boards with someone else because yeah, we'll be away for months on end. And obviously, you damage your boards if they get damaged by the planes. And it was so Pretty good. They just you know they had backups around the world. And when you got that backup from around the world, it was such a. Yeah, uh, this just gave me. you a confidence booster, too. You know,
0: you knew the boards you were bringing with you were. You know you're, what you wrote, and you're your local shaper, and you worked well. But yeah. when you went to somebody that was from that territory, exactly. and they, Jay, you just—I don't know—I always felt like I got to get a couple of boards from somebody that's in this area that knows this this wave, the power, the the you know whether it's J Bay or you know sloppy yeah. Beach break. You know, they know what they're yeah, doing. Yeah, I remember going to the states too, and I think I got a Xanadu on you, and I just couldn't believe how much
1: different, how good it felt. So I yeah. Huntington's type, type waves that you guys have over there that were a little bit soft away. Yeah.
2: But um, yeah, it's so good to get a board from Michael Shaper.
0: Yeah. And, so there, and we're big fans of just promoting, you know, local shapers in general and, and how important it is to our surf culture and industry. And yeah, I mean, I always press people like, hey, man, if you're going to go on a trip somewhere, yeah, you bring your board or two, but you know, you could always plan ahead and try to pick up a board at that yeah, destination. Yeah. You, yeah. 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 So after so after your like kind of pinnacle of your career with your 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 movie and and everything, what how did you what was what came after your 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 run as a pro
2: surfer? Yeah, uh, I worked for Billabong after that. I um, helped with the adventure division side of things, just uh, organising trips for guys. Obviously, to go on the adventures that I did. Uh, Yep. So
1: that sounds like an amazing job. Yep, it was
2: <laughs> cool. I went right at the start of like, yeah, sending guys on trips. And then if the waves were going to be really good, I, I was allowed to go on the trips too, <laughs> which is pretty cool. But, uh, and then I was uh, like, event coordinator for uh the Billabong World Juniors so that was big at Narrabeen many years ago. And I um, helped with the logistics of Choco event in um, Tahiti. Uh, so I worked with Billabong for a few years there, which is cool, but then, I just got to a stage where I had enough of the surf industry.
0: Yeah. You know, I just felt like I was trying to be, you know, a you know, a professional surfer and then I worked for a company and I was just like I got a little bit turned off so I just got bored with it but just I just had enough and I just wanted to do something different. You, you so, can be honest, you got pissed at like how much little punk <laughs> were getting paid and you're sitting behind the desk and you serve better than all of them on payroll. I'm
2: always a hard <laughs> transition, I'm not going to lie, but,
4: uh, <laughs> yeah. but it, it felt good to sort of just get out, get out of the surf industry. I
0: yeah. don't know what it was, but I just um, had been there my whole life. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, hats off to Billabong for 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 keeping you in a in a role and taking care of you and giving you that option. I mean, that's, that's beautiful. Yeah. It was so cool. Very very fortunate to, to you know I can't or say a bad thing about Billabong was what the, to me in my career. So what did you do after Billabong? Uh, did you yeah, put on like a, a work, work belt and boots and a, and grab a hammer, or <laughs> what did you do?
2: Oh, I did a little bit of everything. I just laboured. Um, anyway, I ended up working at the airport actually. Just, yeah grinding away at the airport which still allowed me to surf or whatever and yes i've been there for, for many years and just uh just cruised and just um sort of didn't surf there for a little bit but then got back into surfing um and my son uh obviously had kids and whatever and um just wanted to spend time with them and then watch them grow then introduced my son into surfing and all of a sudden he's a He's he's a young man now, and watching his little career take off. Yeah, yeah, it's sort of been—it's amazing. All of a sudden, the years tick by. The older you get. Um, Yeah.
1: What age did you get? What age did you get your Grom in the water?
2: I probably got him in a little bit too young, um, (laughs) and got him dead off. I think you know when he was about five or six. I was like, "Come on, we're going to try to take him out the back," and um, he got pretty smashed. And I I didn't surf for it. Long time after that, but well, I'm not going to be one of those pushy dads. Not that I was. But, Hear that, Lar? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I didn't put, um, and then just let him find his his own feet. But uh, yeah, it was just fun just watching him, just to
2: have that connection. And my daughter too. Like I used to push her into waves and spend that time, and just it was just felt like a nice quality time together, sharing that ocean experience that I had when I was young that my dad helped me with. Um, yeah. And then introduce my kids to the ocean. So, yeah. yeah and then, yeah. How, awesome.
1: how old is That's your cool. uh, How old your son and daughter now?
2: Uh, my daughter's sixteen, and Micah's uh, just turned nineteen. Actually. Wow. So, okay. The young man.
1: Yeah. And is he going the pro surfer route, or?
2: He is. He's just. Well, he's just finished high school, uh, year of high school, um, and he's just finding his feet. Yeah. Um, he did a lot of the Pro Junior events and whatnot. Um, he's trying to do the QS, have a, have a try at the QS. Sick. But obviously, there's nothing happening at the moment. Yeah. Uh, he, he's got a job um, at the local surf shop, the Kira Surf, big surf store. Nice. So he's in the bullet section there selling boards to the crew Awesome. He's just surfing and trying to do the little video parts and he's just having fun. Just, I just want him to just do what he wants, just no pressure. Yeah. yeah. Um, enjoy himself for a year and then. Uh, Work out whether you should uh, get on the tools. Yeah, <laughs> I
0: think that part of, the, the, part of the, the hardest thing about being a parent is you don't want them to grow up too fast. You want them to have fun, but you want them to be like, okay, like this is what I want to do in life, and you, you know, you need to be responsible. And what you exactly. have here and what we've given you is because of a lot of hard work. Nobody's going to give yeah. it to you, so you got to have that that balance of pushing them and driving them to be successful, but also like let them just be a, a kid. and, Travel and surf and, and doing whatever they're, they're passionate about. Exactly.
2: And now he's at that age, he's, he's 19, he's his own man. But it's, and it's his decision. I'm just there for him. If he ever needs the advice, I'm there for him. But uh, are, you, are, you on the, are you on the beach with a right the video there. camera? Sorry? Are you on the beach videoing him? No, I might. No. <laughs> I just go down that beach though and do watch. But um, I'm yeah. out there more within than I ever have been. I used to be down there with the film camera, but I just love getting in the water now too. Like I'm surfing more than I have for years.
1: That's awesome.
0: Yeah. That's what it's all about. Yeah. So is he he sponsored up? Is he, um, you know,
2: like making money and working at surf shop, saving up to do those uh, tour events? He's just working in the surf shop. He's just saving up to, you know, obviously do the, the tour events. Uh, but yeah, he's sponsored, uh, I think Bill, i looking after him a little bit. Awesome. Well, they are, um, and he's got other sponsors, which is super cool.
1: So he's, you know, he
2: won the, uh, Aussie titles two years ago, which is wow. Cool That's thing. insane. Um, yeah. I, wa- I, wa- titles, so. I watched yeah, that video stab. clip,
1: uh, of him on stab. You saw that? Yeah. I was, I was just uh, watching yeah. it before we got on the, on the, on the podcast, but, uh, Kid's got some flair for sure. Yeah, he's still good. I love it because
2: he's still, he's got a beautiful, unique little style and yeah. obviously he's not, not big on the airs. He loves the rail cow surfing. So
1: Chip off the old block, that's for so. sure.
2: Yeah, that's epic. <laughs> does,
0: does he charge like Dad on the big waves? Yeah, he likes to have a little dig. He likes to have a little dig, definitely. But, um, bloodline. Yeah,
2: that's no, good. It's good to see him uh, put his head down and, and I'm yeah.
1: <laughs> Tell us, uh, you, you were telling us before we got on the podcast how uh, Billabong sent you and uh, Micah to Hawaii.
2: That was pretty awesome, yeah. <laughs> like I have been to Hawaii for maybe 12, 15 years, and like Billabong have always been awesome to me over nearly 30 years, which is <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Um, and they sent me in March with Micah, gave me an air ticket, an accommodation, and gave, oh yeah, spent two weeks in Hawaii, and it was goodness, you know, just show Mike the ropes of Hawaii was amazing. Yeah, yeah. he'd been there once before, but um, we'd be there together and um, be at the house set off the wall and just. So That's here it sexy. is, Micah. you want a charge, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was so cool. I think it helped his surfing so much, mature um, and realise. It's different charging the waves here at the Gulf Coast than charging the waves in a way. Absolutely. He yeah. uh, was mind blowing actually with because we got two solid swells there. And he's yeah, it blew his mind.
1: Dang. That's rad. Where uh where is your favorite spot to surf on the North Shore?
2: Uh I dare say it's funny, I love Halle Eva. I love Halle Eva when it's a bit bigger. Yeah. It's such a, it feels like it suits my style. Um, obviously, love off the wall backdoor, but I don't really get a lot of waves out the backdoor. <laughs> but I, I mean, it's funny, I love Rocky Riots. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's sort of, it's such a rippable wave. When Rocky Rides is like five, six foot, it sounds weird that I yeah. like the wave so much because it's a, sort of, I guess, a B grade wave over there but um sunset's an awesome wave tricky wave but I'd say however yeah 8 foot Eva's yeah I dream of surfing that sometimes yeah
1: <laughs> it's funny I've been uh I signed up for this the surf video or surf network I forget what it's called it's like a website with all the a ton of surf videos and and competition clips and all that and um it has a lot of the Triple Crown videos over the years. And um, man, I can't believe, you know, so many, so much footage that I've never seen. And a lot of it, I've, I've been watching the Halieva Triple Crown. And dude, those waves are, are, you know, I've only surfed it once and I got work there. And, but for the most part, every time, every video I've seen, the waves look so gnarly and challenging. You know, how you this? Yeah.
2: But to me, it's like high performance surfing on a gun, like on a on a bigger board. Yeah. Um, and that is that's my favorite uh, type of surfing to see, and my uh, favorite type of surfing to do is riding a big board and trying to surf up, like a short board. <laughs>
0: it's the best feeling in the world, throwing a, a seven foot board or longer around, you know, big turns on a on a big wave, and that's wave is just made for ripping.
2: Yeah. (laughs) It's got a really
0: good coping... I mean, you know, a lot of times Hawaii gets, you know, it gets bumpy and you got a lot of currents and you got the wind, but that canvas on that wave is, like you said, it's really high performance with the power to, like, lay into any turn you want. Yeah, 100%. And I guess that rip coming back through the face of the wave makes you feel faster. It's... um. (laughs) Yeah, it's such a trippy wave, and it can um, you can come unstuck there pretty quick. It's it's everything about it's exciting.
2: I mean, it's heavy when it's bigish too. Like you can get sucked into the pack zone and absolutely shit yourself and get so scared. <laughs> um, and then you have to you know it can make it look like boy you get washed in and you have to start again. But then sometimes you can just get on that little inside you know just like wheel and just go. It's like four or five waves in a row while yeah. everyone's stuck out the back having their life. Yeah.
0: So I say I say quiet. Yeah. So going going back to like your, your son and him pursuing the surfing career, I mean we like to talk about, you know, just the dynamics of the industry and, and where surfing is at. Like it's it's gotta be pretty hard these days, just like it was when we were, you know, trying to make a name for ourselves. But yeah. you know, with not as many movies being out you know the support system you know quite isn't there with traveling in, in big groups it's kind of like more back to individual and, and self-promotion you know versus relying on a filmer like a taylor Steele to help mm-hmm. you know project you or working with a magazine you know the, a company that was advertising in magazines every month that were like putting you out there so now a lot of that's gone i mean it's got to be extremely hard to kind of self you know, motivate but promote yourself? It looks very difficult. Um, I, For a moment, I've
2: sort of felt sorry for my son. I go, oh my God, like it's tough. The times are so tough. But then I'm thinking, back in our day too, it was tough. Like, I, it's hard to explain. Like, now you've got to, to get a name for yourself is so difficult because there's so many rippers out there. I can't yeah. believe the standard of surfing, you know, like just any beach, in any little town there's a local ripper that absolutely is smashing it like yeah the standout is um, you've got to be really really good in this day and age but uh, yeah it's it's funny like we get so saturated with um, social media
4: um, and kids bringing out clips and it's it's so hard for the mind to be blown away by certain people so it's like you've got to be really good at what you're doing in this day and age um, yeah but yeah, I guess that's what it's, it's, it's different now, isn't it? You've got a, have a guy on the beach filming yourself and, and then putting little bits and pieces together. And, yeah, it's right. I've been trying to this day and age. But that's why I think you just got to come back to individual style, not trying to copy anyone else, just be yourself
2: as a person. Yeah. And Definitely. if you credit that, it's, you know, that's what people want to see something unique. Yeah. Yeah. Copying someone else, you know, if they want to copy Nick Banning's style or John Fargo's style, just do your own thing. And I think that's what's going to separate yourself from the rest of the crowd because everyone yeah. out, I'm like, so blown away. So many people are trying to copy other people, trying to be someone. Yeah. I think in this day and age, especially if it's more about video parts or whatever, you want to look a bit different from yeah. the best surfers out there now. you got to, yeah, so. you got to be yeah. a freak.
1: Have you uh have you have you had the chance to surf any of the wave pools at all?
2: No, never surfed an artificial wave in my life. Damn. I'd love to
1: Why don't you call Aki and get on that plunger deal?
2: <laughs> I know, yeah, to get the fuck out of that body. That dangerous. That thing's so weird. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd like to get up there. I still think I don't know what's going on with that thing. You see little bits and pieces of it. Yeah. And then it was, I think it's still like a test thing up there. And yeah,
1: it seemed like
2: over, nowhere that thing. Yeah. But I, was, I almost got down to the one in Victoria. There's, uh urban surf. Yeah, but uh, we can't get in there right now because of the coronavirus. So, yeah. Um, but I'll, I'm sure I'll get to surf one, one day.
1: Yeah, I'm sure you will. Love
2: we'll to surf Kelly's.
1: <laughs> I've I've done it. Uh a couple different times it's phenomenal man if if uh when you get the chance margo you you got to take it you and your son you got to get out here and 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 give it a go yeah
2: it's amazing yeah looks like it looks a long Huh? looks like you get really worn out after one or two ways in a row
1: (laughs) oh for sure it's like if you look at that right i mean it reminds you of kira you know Or, or something like it you know i think in um I think that's what Kelly had in mind, you know, when he when they designed that wave. For sure. But it's it's a trip, man. It is a it's a seven hundred yard long pool, so yeah. you catch it, you know, from like one in the pool and ride it to the end. But you you probably are riding standing up on a wave for about five hundred yards, you know. Yeah. No. It's it's yeah. it's pretty amazing, and hopefully hopefully you get to take. Take Part in that, uh, well, Kelly's wave for sure, but that one in uh, Urban Surf, and was it Melbourne? Is it Victoria? It's in yeah, okay, near
2: the airport, there, yeah, yeah. Almost got down there actually a couple of months ago, but uh, anyway, I'm sure I'll get down there soon,
1: yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they,
0: better, they better pump up that, that size, um, you know.
2: <laughs> <it
1: doesn't> <laughs> <come>. <laughs> this I, is at Margo size, size. <laughs>
2: definitely don't need my gun down there, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So I read something that you were a bit of a bird watcher. Is that true? <laughs>
2: oh, when I was really young. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I was about twelve years old, my parents travelled around Australia. Um, they used to take me everywhere, which is very fortunate for me. Yeah. They'd take me out of school and travel around go in the middle of Australia, got north, but there's no waves and yeah, I guess when you're sitting in the car for a long time, there's not much things to do. But I had a bird book in the car and I had a pair of binoculars And then I just started, yeah, I do- was into bird watching. That's funny.
1: Just for That's cool. Months. Yeah. It was epic. But,
2: but it still comes in handy today. Like I see something down the street. I look up in a tree and I go, oh, there's a such and such. bird." It's <laughs>
1: good to have a, a hobby or interest outside of, you know, surfing. Then so, you'd just be a boring person if you just, all, well, all you were was surfing.
0: But Australia's got a lot of unique uh, birds, for sure. Like, I mean, I just remember being like, "These are stuff I see in a
3: bird store here." That, you know, <laughs> a per, see, like, a bird, bird store. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> um, and I, I read something about uh, you being in a Beck's beer ad. I was in a yeah Beck's beer commercial. Tell, yeah, tell yeah, us about that. That was that was an awesome. Um, that well, was a free trip to Taboru, BG. What? And um,
2: Yeah. yeah um, well, it's, it's actually Jack McCoy filmed it at uh, the water. But that was really funny, that ad, because these German directors, like, obviously never seen the ocean before, and they wanted a scene with, uh, I think there's a lady, there's a female surfer too named Natalie Greiner, but they wanted us in the barrel together Looking at each other in the tube, and they looking back like a sort of romantic scene inside the tube. <laughs> and they couldn't—they couldn't get their heads around that we couldn't achieve this. But um, anyway, they came out in the boat in the lineup. <laughs> uh, they like they had their shirts off. They were like pale skin and sat out. The waves were actually really good this day. It was like
4: six foot, <laughs>
2: and they were trying to tell Jack what to do. And Jack obviously was shooting films, so he had to come in and change roles of film. Like why don't they have no, 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 no. just going <laughs> off. The, it was a pretty funny scene. But when Tommy came, came in that day, they were so red raw. Sunbar- <laughs>
1: no sunburn. No sun like, sunblock.
2: The next three days. Yeah, they're like we can them again because they like had sunstroke and had three degree burns. Like, awesome.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh.
2: We got I the like, Don't the worry. Let Jack do his job. I'm sure we'll get the footage. Like.
1: So did they, they run? Did they run those commercials they made?
2: They ran the commercial, to, yeah. But it was funny, too. We The second half of the commercial, we ran it back in Sydney, jumping off a yacht, you know, in the water. Um, and they wanted this one scene, scene of uh, water getting splashed in my face. So in the actual finished ad, it's like, it's got me surfing, coming down there. Um, anyway, this one scene in Sydney, they had buckets of water, had about 10 people throwing water in my face. It looked like I was in a tube, and I was going head flip as if water was coming out of my eyes. No. And the director's going, just pretend you're in one of those barrels. Just pretend you're in one of those big open round things. Like, come on, do it. Show more expression. A lot of these people are just throwing buckets of water on my face.
1: Wow.
2: I so random. So in the commercial, it looks like, you know, it's a tube scene that just flashes to someone throwing a bucket of water on my face.
1: Bro, I, g- I need to find that footage. <laughs>
2: oh, yeah. It's pretty funny,
0: yeah. It's like well, a only in
1: Hollywood. <laughs> That's know. not even Hollywood, dude. That's Deutschland. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Movie
0: production, TV production,
2: like this—the yeah. way they they think, you know—you can see that in
1: environment. Was it good money?
2: It was good money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got paid to you know, in my face. <laughs> on YouTube. It's on YouTube. <laughs> oh, it's on YouTube.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna find it.
2: Yeah, it's, it's hard to find, but it is there. <laughs>
1: I'll, I'll probably just search Beck's beer, Margot, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> oh, that's amazing.
0: Uh, so, are you following uh, like the the tour at all? Like, do you love? Do you play like Fantasy Surfer, or do you kind of root for your your buds? Or I, I, no, I don't. No, I don't. But I mean, obviously, I I watch a few of the events or whatever.
2: Yeah, yeah. So. I'm up to date with finish ripping and it's not. Um, yeah. Who's
1: your who's uh, your top uh top five? Well, I'd have to admit, World Champ, his life is just amazing. He's just he's he's everything, isn't
2: he? He's like incredible. So powerful, so innovative. He's just mind blowing. The Brazilians are absolutely mind blowing, aren't they? It, it's crazy. And Bettina,
1: it's crazy how the Brazilians have taken over surfing right now. Professional yeah, surfing. Of
2: it but um, the the surfing's so goddamn good. It. It's, yeah, it's amazing. But probably my favorite surfers, uh yeah, kinda of confident is this uh yeah Wow. Love his surfing and he seems like, yeah, like talk about power surfing and style and grace. And yeah, just, I've been um,
1: it, it surprises like, me, but it doesn't yeah. surprise me. That, that, that he's one of your favourites. You know what I mean? Yeah,
2: no. He's just so polished. He is. And some of those, he does some amazing, he's just so smooth and yeah. powerful. Yeah, it's beautiful to watch, yeah. How How's... Yeah, I how, loved, like, oh, I feel, feel bad, I can't remember the guy's name. Um uh, <laughs> Japanese, American Japanese surfer. Oh, Kanoa. Promise. Um,
1: Kanoa Keno, Egarashi. Yeah.
2: No, yeah, Goshi. Yeah, Yeah. sorry. But his surfing at the Brahma's Conest, his boards look so fine tuned. He really uh I was blown away with his surfing in that event. Yeah.
1: Um, Yeah. yeah.
2: This I don't know, this everyone on the tour ripped so hard. Yeah.
1: So So you're going Italo, Connor, then Kanoa. You know what? I'm gonna
2: throw Medina in there too. Medina too. Yeah. He's just Incredible.
1: Oh, yeah. So how crazy is it that Connor Coffin left Channel Islands and now is riding JS?
2: When did this happen?
1: (laughs) It just happened. Like this past week. Really? Yeah. You know, after, I think he's been riding it, riding Merrick's for like 20 you know, since he was a little kid.
2: What, that, that, since he was probably ten years old. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know if say how his. Um, yeah. It's going to be. That's my mom.
1: He. I mean, he rips regardless, but it's it's uh at this point of uh, his like surfing career, you would think, you know, you would stick to to the formula. You know what I mean? But again, it's it's definitely, you know, when 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 it's your profession. You need to step out of the box to improve yourself, I guess, right?
2: Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, it depends on the surfer. I mean, you look at guys like Jordy Smith, who I feel like hasn't missed a beat, and he's right there in the, the top five, and yeah. he's he's on all kinds of equipment all the time.
1: Yeah, know, he was whatever. a Merrick guy too.
0: He was riding Merricks and, and Chris Gallagher's and his dad shapes, and then you yeah. see him on, you know, like whatever. And um, I mean. It's just, if you're that good, you're, you're going to make anything work. But it's all about that connection, too, and, and keeping yeah. it fresh. You know, like, yeah, like how you we were saying, you got to have a, a twin fin in the quiver and a and a thruster and a fun guy and a mid shape. I think surfers also need to have a little bit of different shapers in that mix as well. Oh, I agree. That's, I think it's, to, it,
2: it's hard to, for one surfer to ride that same, you know, a lot of shapers with be against what I say, but I think it's important to mix it up and, and know what else is out there Yeah, massively. Like, especially if you're at the top of your game, I think it's awesome to sort of, but yeah.
0: But, but just, it's also you, hard if, if you're, you're you're on tour and you're going back-to-back-to-back to back to back contests and you just need to know what works and what, you don't have that time to experiment. Mm-hmm. But you know, but if, like, at a time right now where there's no events, what a time
2: oh. to experiment for these guys. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's only going to... When the tour does come back, it's going to be so exciting to see the first couple of events and see how everyone's surfing. Yeah.
1: yeah. People are going to be frothing. Margo. Margot, yep. Margo. Yep. I, I have yep. the most incredible idea you've ever heard in your life right now. Okay. Are you ready for this, Margo?
2: Ready. Oh, man. Okay. Let's
1: go. You've heard of Stab in the Dark. Yeah. What about Margo, Micah, Late Night with Chalky, Stab in the Dark? What?
0: What? Rip those guys off, dude, for sure.
1: What? Are you kidding (laughs) me? We should... Okay, Margo, you have clout. You need to call Stab, that Simon guy, or what, is his name Simon? The guy that runs it? You should call him and say, hey, we need to do... Amargo, Micah, Late Eye with Chalky, Stab in the Dark, get Paisel, get Matt Bialis, get Chalas,
2: <laughs>
1: and we do the Stab in the Dark. What do you think about that?
2: That sounds
1: amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. With, we'll, we'll, when we release it, we'll have everybody you know vote in and tell them to uh, to, to to tag and comment Stab in the Dark. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Sick. How sick would that be if they did a father and son, a Micah and Margo? Margot and Micah fucking stab in the dark? That would be insane.
2: That'd be epic,
1: right? Because so uh, that that's never been done.
0: That concept of, of stab in the dark, you know, and these that's guys. really cool. Yeah, yeah. They do be epic to go, to go away on a
2: boat trip and uh, with a bunch of different boards. That's for sure.
1: Oh man, <laughs> I of of We're one of the. Yeah, seriously, right? I would love to try a Paizel. I I feel like Paizels would work for me, but...
0: <laughs> just saying, just burn it out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, We're looking for sponsorships on this show, you know, obviously. like any that wants to throw boards our
1: way. We, we loved it. Dude, Stamps makes killer boards. We love them. I love them. Uh, Doc makes killer boards. We love them. But a Paizel would be sick to ride. Yes. Yeah. Well, let we're we're gonna come up with a petition. Margot, Micah, Late Night with Chalky, Stab in the Dark.
2: There you
1: go. <laughs> Love it. We threw it out in the universe.
0: Yeah, I can't read your six fours, but I could probably do like a six
1: one or two. <laughs> no, you you got to do six two, 18 and a quarter. Oh, two man. and a quarter.
0: My, my, my son, watched it we watched some old footage, and he's like, Dad, why are you on such a long board? Like, the are not even I that know. big.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, it's so good.
0: Why is that board, like, it's, it looks like it's got so much, like, <laughs> why is it nose still pointed up? And I'm like, it's oh, my god!" Yeah.
1: It's a classic, huh? It's so funny. So, Margot, have you, um, besides surfing, have you tried any of the extracurricular, like kite surfing or foiling or any of those other things?
2: no i haven't tried anything different now i just stand up paddleboard i've tried stand up paddleboarding <laughs> that's about it yeah um never tried a foil um kite surfing looks amazing to yeah. try, but i've never been in a position to try that but no not yeah really yeah like, just normal surfing
1: nice <laughs> that's good i do get,
2: I, love, I love getting on a longboard though every now and then i find that it's when it's really small yeah. there's no effort required on the body surfing small waves is hard work now so um, if it's one foot and I haven't surfed in a while I'll get out there on board and have a ball whatever gets you out there it's all matters exactly
1: have you uh, have you done any of the uh, are you part of one of the board riders clubs
2: uh, I was I've just moved I was living in a little town just half an hour south of where I live now I uh, care Cabarita and uh, was in the local board riders there for a few mm, years. Nice, a, a cool little community. Every you know first Sunday of the month, you know barbecues down the beach. And That's so awesome. to the, the young guys, and yeah, it was it was epic. So I do miss that actually, but and because of what's happening in this, you know at the moment, coronavirus, it's not happening, and it is the season for board riders. Um, but yeah, I was in a local Cabarita board riders club. Sick six years. Yeah. It was a um, beautiful thing for the community and bringing, you know, everyone together and volunteering was super cool.
1: That's awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah we, we, we love the community involvement, the generation
2: of, you know, uh, surfers getting together and, and just sharing yeah. the stove for sure. It's important. It's the roots, you know, that's what we've always been involved with, with um, and it's good to see we've got to keep that going with, you know, our generation now too to yeah. show... You know everyone's committed down the beach and helping the young kids out and still uh keeping the fire in the belly for those older senior men's
0: you know they still want to get out there and have that competitiveness in yeah their blood. <laughs> let out some steam still in there just got to find it got the fire yeah. it's in there
3: <laughs> <clears throat> who
1: who do you uh who do you hang out and surf with and in your local area right now? any Anybody that we um, know?
0: Have you, Linda, have you seen Kira? I think everybody's seen that. <laughs> everybody now. You know, I think you have to serve a They're already out
2: there. Yeah. So <laughs> true. Um, yeah, I pretty much live in the world's most crowded surf spot. Um, so I don't really need to go. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, with the, with
0: the control, you got a buddy or two that you can call up? Or your son? Or yeah. Like, he,
2: he's gone? Well, like I said, I still love traveling back to where I lived. It's only like 25 minute, half an hour drive um, and get on some open beach breaks. But I usually surf with my friend, Justin Gain, who's still on Pulse, there's yep. uh, quite a bit. Um, Neil Purchase, a good friend of mine. Wow. Uh, usually percha Gainey, and another friend, Josh, the four of us usually hook up and surf. That's He's, cool. Once a week. It's always good to reconnect and have a bit of a laugh and,
1: with those boys, yeah, so I serve with those guys a bit. Is Aki yeah. is I mean, living in, in uh, you at all? Or
2: Oc lives at Snapper, okay? Yeah, he's busy doing it. So I see a little bits and pieces now, not as much. His birthday was just the other week, and I went around there the other night had a bit of a laugh with him. Nice, but uh, I don't see Oc that much. Uh, yeah, it's funny because you know, how old do you get? Everyone's just busy doing their own thing. yeah, so. for sure. Yeah, uh, but I caught up with or well, Nathan Hedge, uh, Mick Benning, Troy Brooks. Who else was Sick. there? Just a couple of the older boys. Well, they're younger than me, but um, we caught up for Hedging's birthday at, um, off the wall at D Bar. We all met at like six thirty in the morning and just took over. <laughs> just awesome. For a few guys around there, but it was just fun to connect with a couple of those guys. Yeah, to just catch up with Mick again and and Parco came out too. So was um, was, if someone would have filmed that session, oh my God, there's some ripping going on. no
1: kidding, dude. That would be a good. I
2: Parker is still riding a twenty and riding something different. He said he hadn't surfed a conventional board since he, you know, finished, you know, since he retired on tour. How he funny. Riding something different. Yeah. yeah. He's in cruise mode, you know,
0: just wants to, yeah, no, no, no jersey on, just out for the fun of it exactly so it's sort of um but he's obviously still ripping oh for sure come on. <laughs> yeah. no, no. mr smooth come on that guy is yeah.
2: on it for sure well yeah, so i see one of the boys out the surf or, or so so it's good but dray bar is a funny place you can if you don't sort of have the, you know narrow you know you've got to you can get chatting to one person, then you get chat to another, and then all of a sudden everyone's catching waves and you're sitting out at that, <laughs> being sociable. Yeah. <laughs> so it's hard to keep talking to people. You just want to go out there and catch waves. But I guess if you're a bit lonely and bored, you can
0: go surf, Duranbar or Snapper, and have, there's always someone there to talk to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, do you show up there and there's still like 10 cameras on the beach and guy is it still the hot spot?
2: Oh, Duranbar is, yeah. 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 There's always someone.
0: Because I mean it picks up a ton of swell it's wedgy it's a I mean it's an unbelievable fun beach break but that you know with the party it's it, it is it's like you're guaranteed to get waves and, it, and it's it's I mean it's a dream it is it's a high performance place definitely there's always cameras that yeah so it's it's a little mini circus there but it's funny like enough if snapper is good around the corner as soon as the swell is east, it can
2: be like everyone who just gets that mindset of going to Snapper and Drampark. could only be like twenty guys out along the whole stretch, which is yeah. not a lot of guys. And you can get some plenty of waves still out there. Yeah, if you time it right. And you like to go over over the river and get a little less crowded. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know that, Jay. <laughs> I know the spots. Yeah, I need to, I need to come back.
0: You do. Hasn't changed. Has changed? Yeah. How long has it been Did you been over in Oz? 20 years. Wow. Yeah, wow.
1: <laughs> I still have not been to Oz. That's one of my bucket list. Check. I got to check that off. Yeah. Well, uh, when we do the uh, Stab in the Dark, Margot, Micah, Late Night with Chalky, we'll, we're going to mentalize, and then on the way back, we'll, we'll do the second half of the Stab in the Dark in Australia.
2: Do the East Coast. We're
1: onto it. If we're gonna dream, we're gonna dream big.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Why
0: not? I love it. Well, anything else? I mean, what do you? You know, anything else? Uh, you know, you want to tell our fabulous listeners of, about <laughs> your
2: your life and your your where you're at and where you're going. Not much. I'm just um, very happy and content with my life at the moment. Um, yeah. yeah, and surfing pretty much more than I have. Uh, yeah, time. I know. I found a yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well,
1: I was stoked that uh, you know, my friend Dave, who's Survey, watches, right? He's the one that connected us, uh, Dave Bonaventura. Um, uh, yes. and when he told me, he goes, Hey, how about doing a, a thing with uh, a podcast with Margo? And I'm like, How do you know Margo? And he's like, oh, you know, we we connected on on something, and I, you know, I've given him watches before, and I, you know, you want me to hit him up? I'm like, hell yeah, I want to hit, hit him up. And then when he said that you were uh, down for it, I was like, dude, that's insane. So, you yes, know, um, you. it was uh, it was great, like connecting with you and and talking about you and and uh, your your wealth of history and surfing. I mean, you know. Your your generation of surfers and the, and and what you get you guys did in, in the Billabong Bunyip Dreaming and Green Iguana and you know Sons of Fun those things were all you know help they helped progress surfing and and Margot's definitely one of the icons of of uh, power surfing and we, we were stoked to have you on the show. <laughs> uh, uh,
2: thank you for having me on the show. Um, it's an honor. It's, yeah. Uh, cool yeah I'm, um, I'm love I'm, like, i haven't really done many interviews for many years and it's nice to you guys to think of me oh, yeah after, after this <laughs> you're
0: gonna have sponsors calling me you, you're back on tour. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
1: and we're gonna make this you know we're gonna make the stab in the dark happen margo we're gonna make it happen
2: yeah that's <laughs> amazing well, yeah, well, thank you yeah, yeah man.
1: I'm gonna hit you up. Uh, I'm gonna hit you up for some old photos and video clips so we can promote it this next week. Yeah. Cool, man. No thank you so Cheers. much for uh, spending time with us, man.
0: Keep ripping! I'm, I'm gonna keep following all your coolness on your uh, your page. So keep
2: posting. Cheers, Jay. Right. You.
1: Thank places. you. Thanks so
2: much. All right, man. Peace. You. Right, yeah
1: cheers guys cheers all good so hit me up with um whatever you need perfect thank you okay you're welcome see you guys
0: thanks for tuning in we hope you enjoyed the show
1: please give us a five-star rating and spread the word